Welcome back everyone to another episode of MindSlink. My name is Natalia, I will be your host and today I'm going to be talking about myself. I can officially say I am free during the mornings because kids are back in school. So, last week kids went back to school on Wednesday and it has been great other than the fact that we've had some issues with Kalel last week and we're working on those and if you follow me on Instagram you would have seen what I'm talking about but I will do a full complete different episode about this because it does require a good hour of talking about EHCPs. However, today I decided to do a podcast about myself because since last week I have realized I have such a big amount of free time and I don't know what to do with myself and I think a lot of parents are going through this as well. It's been way too long we've had the kids at home for way too long and i know there are some parents out there in other countries that are still with the kids at home and my heart goes out to you because it you guys are amazing i don't know how you do it i tried to homeschool my children for two weeks and i gave up so the fact that you guys are still have to do this it is absolutely you know I'm, I'm in awe to all of you and I take my hat off but thankfully here we were able to send our kids back to school obviously it's it's a little bit it's not a little bit it's actually very risky and I do have you know I do worry about them and I and I do have some sort of anxiety around the fact that they're back in school and then they're exposed However, our school is very, very, very great. They posted a risk assessment of over 16 pages of how things are going to be run. Everything was very specific. They have kept great communication with their parents. So I feel very at ease that my children are safe and that they are taking every precaution that is needed for them to be safe. With that being said, who am I? What am I? meant to be doing now who am I supposed to be and it just comes as I had a breakdown about two days ago because of all this because I don't know who am I I don't know what am I supposed to be doing now and although I have a million things lined up to do it's kind of like should I be doing this should I be doing that so just a little backstory. I have a diploma as a medical laboratory technician and I am a certified phlebotomist. And now I have decided to change career paths and I am doing my diploma for human resources management. So yes, it is a big switch, I know. And you might think that I'm crazy and I think that I am. But it was something that I, I felt in love doing it because I worked at Tesco, which is our local supermarket, as a administration colleague, which is a, sort of like an HR assistant. And I fell in love with it. I loved it. And I thought, if I can't do my other job because it requires for me to be out of the house for too long 
and during weekend when my children need me at home then I have to go on a career path that is going to give me more of a nine to five Monday to Friday work schedule so this is why I've decided to go with human resources I love it I love public speaking I love training people and you know I'm okay with working those hours because that's what my children need me but obviously this wasn't my first career choice I had something completely different in my mind and it came after a lot of things going on throughout the past three years. So I've been a mom now for almost 12 years. I became a stepmother when I was 19, 20. And soon after I had Angel and then obviously I had Kalel. And now Angel is coming up to his 10th birthday. So for a very long time, I've been just mom. And because of certain family situations, I haven't been able to actually work within my field. I've always been mom. I don't even know who am I. I want to get into a human resources management position, but I do have a little bit of that imposter syndrome. You know, that I'm thinking that I can be someone that I'm actually not or that I don't deserve that because I'm not capable of doing it. And then I talk to people and and I tell them what I do for myself and for my children and, and my career path and my way of thinking that like, oh, you'll be great at, at human resources. So it's going back and forth of who am I and what am I meant to be doing. When Kalel got his diagnosis of autism back in October last year, that was hard. That was really, really tough for me because for such a long time, I knew that there was something different about him. And that's why I kept pushing forward into getting assessments and getting professionals involved and everything in between. And that's why I went to workshops and webinars and courses and reading materials and reading books in and out about autism, sensory processing, ADHD, everything that you can think of. I've tried to do it or I'm in the process of doing it. Not only I had become mom 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I've also became this autism mom three, four years ago. So my life has been around my children, their well-being, their abilities, how I can help them as a mother, how I can advocate for them. And it is rewarding because every time I see Kalel hitting a milestone, every time we end up getting an assessment, when we finally get a final documentation, everything is worth it. All the fight, all the tears, all the sweat, everything is worth it. But it's all about them. It's all about their well-being. And it's all about working towards them having a bright future and becoming great grown-ups. But what's going to happen with me when they do reach that point? Who am I going to be when Kalel is 20 and Angel is 25? What's going to happen with me? What's going to happen in 15, 20 years from now? Who am I going to be? And these are the questions that I just keep popping in my head since they went back to school because I've been mommy so many years and then for the past six months I've been everything you know I've been mommy I've been 
a nurse, I've been a therapist, I've been a teacher, I've been everything in between because this pandemic put us in that in this position in this situation that we have to do this for our children and i'm really glad that they're back in their school because i can finally break away from all that and hand it over to the teachers which i love and i adore they know this but again who am i and when i got his diagnosis i got really really depressed I went through Kalel's entire assessment from the beginning to the diagnosis or even until a few months ago all on my own. My ex-partner had a really difficult time accepting Kalel's diagnosis, accepting that Kalel is autistic and I don't blame him. It it's difficult but when I saw that he couldn't come to terms with it I thought I cannot not come to terms with it I have to step up and I have to do this because if it's both of us that are in denial or depressed about this then my child is not going to make any progress he's not going to have any assistance he's not going to have any support and as I said in my previous podcast when I was finding out about Kalel I was also realizing Angel was going through the same path so I thought I can't do this I have to do this for my children so I quit my job I started dedicating 24-7 to my kid I was going to different courses throughout the week if it wasn't in a course I was buying a book and reading new materials if I didn't have a book I was doing online research and my life became neurodiversity and that was it I didn't have any other hobbies. I didn't have any other reading materials. I didn't watch anything else on TV. Everything was about autism, ADHD, sensory processing, PDA, Asperger's, everything, because I needed to find out what was the best approach to help the kids. And now, thankfully, after a long period of time, my ex became aware and he is fully accepting of the children. And I'm not saying that he wasn't because he's always been fully, uh, he fully accepted what they are. I think he was just having problems, you know, accepting the fact that our children are autistic and that they have learning difficulties and they might not do ever what other neurotypical children do and what society says that they should be doing. But now I think that he has come to terms with it. I, he can also see now what I see about the children, all their beautiful and great personalities and we laugh about things and we're now in the right place to help them together. And fair enough, it, he needed a period of time and I'm glad he took it and I'm glad that he has now come into terms. So now it's time to move forward. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't hard. It was painful and it was difficult. And I think that when I got the diagnosis, that was my breaking point. That was when I fully broke down. I remember we got the diagnosis and pretty much it was, yeah, as I said before, here's your child, here's the checklist, we're diagnosing him with autism spectrum disorder, here we go, here is a leaflet, here is a photocopy of all the services out there, we wish you the best. And that was it. And I got out and I remember walking through the corridors of that hospital, crying my eyes out because I went into desperation. I was desperate. I was upset because my ex wasn't stepping up. 
I was upset because I wasn't given enough information, I wasn't given support, but mainly I was upset because even though I knew that there was something different about Kalel, I had a very small percentage of hope that this was all in my head and that they were going to turn around and said, you know, your child is neurotypical, he's going to develop perfectly fine, he's going to catch up, there's nothing to worry about. And when I got that diagnosis, God, if I felt like a failure. I got the diagnosis and I thought to myself, what have I done? What have I done to my child? What did I do wrong? Right after that, you know, I spent weeks thinking in my head and it was just me. I wasn't saying this to anyone. Have I done this to him? Was it me? Was it because I drank coffee? Is it because I forgot to take my prenatals uh, so many times? Is it because I had nausea or because I was vomiting? Or maybe it was the fact that I, I, I was staying up too late or I was worrying too much or I was maybe running around the other children for too long. And it was all me. It was all, what have I done wrong? What did I do wrong? And I, and I felt that I was, I was the one at fault. In my head, it couldn't be anything or anyone else. It couldn't. It couldn't have been genetics or environmental. It, it. It was me. I was the one to blame because I had him in my belly. I was his incubator, and I was the one giving him this. Obviously, after many months of reading and and researching, it happens. It's the way their brain has developed, and I had nothing to do with it. But the guilt was killing me it was eating me inside on top of that it was knowing that I was going to get into the same assessment and said the same thing with Angel and I was dreading it and it was that guilt and that guilt came along with panic attacks anxiety and feeling depressed and not being able to sleep constantly worrying about my child and I became obsessed I became fully obsessed with information. I would go to bed at one and I would stay up until three, four reading articles and doing research and thinking, what can I do to make this better? Because I felt so guilty thinking that this was me giving it to him, I wanted it to make it better for him. And I became overwhelmed and I became someone else. So immediately Dan noticed that it was very hard for me to unplug from the autism world. But he noticed that when the kids were with their dad, I was someone else. And when the kids were back with me, I was this other person. Going to full mommy mode when the kids are around. So it's all about routine, schedule, meals, food, therapy, whatever they need. I'm always doing research and I'm always buying. But when the kids go away with their dad, I just switch off and I am free. I am more unaware of time and I just I just don't go by the book. I'm very spontaneous. I like to change things. But when the kids were going to the dad, I was always, you know, that anxiety and that worrying of what's going to happen. What are they doing? What are they eating? How are they doing? How are they sleeping? And it was so hard because even those moments, me and my ex, we were in a very good place. So we weren't talking. We weren't communicating with each other and he wasn't letting me know things. I wasn't him letting him know things. 
and it was bad for the kids because obviously they need two parents that are going to work together and then I decided to go into therapy I decided that I needed to talk to someone I needed someone to help me to learn how to cope with this anxiety and and these worries and if you hear if you heard that it's I don't have my children interrupting my podcast but I do have my dog so she is just interrupting now so I had been to therapy for about 10 months I came out of therapy not so long ago and I have to say I am a completely different person. It has helped me so much and I highly, highly recommend anyone that needs to talk to someone, do it. You're not crazy. It's not that you are abnormal. We all need it and it's just great. And by the end of my therapy, uh, my therapist said to me, when you came in the first time, your demeanor, your mood, the way you spoke, you know, you were always crying, you were always, your face, it was always sad. And now it's just completely different. You're glowing, you're sitting straight, you have a better posture, you're always smiling. And I have to say it, it has worked so well for me. It has been absolutely amazing. And I think it is because of my therapy that now I can think about of who I am and what am I meant to be doing? What am I supposed to be without freaking out, without feeling guilty or sorry about myself? I think that their therapy helped me to get to this point of saying, okay, who am I? I don't know. What am I going to do about it? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. So obviously, I want to follow my career in human resources. That is a given. Whether I'm going to be able to do it or not, We'll have to see. In the meantime, I'm very passionate about autism and neurodiversity. And I am very passionate about helping other parents because I went through this whole thing on my own and it's very difficult. It's very isolating and it can get you into a very bad mental health situation and position. And I think that it's very important that we help as many parents as we can because it's not easy. It's a very difficult road and it can be a very lonely one. So that's who am I right now. I am a mom. I am an autism mom. I am an autism advocate. I talk about autism all the time with everyone, regardless they want to hear or not, because that's about raising awareness. I try to help as many parents as I can. And I hopefully will become a human resource manager soon. And I'll finish my course and I'll be that. And I'll be all these little things. And yes, it is completely different to what have I have envisioned 10, 15 years ago. But I've also learned that it's all about changing and adapting and moving forward. And the one thing about my children is that they have taught me resilience. They have gone through so many changes. They have gone through so many difficult periods of time in their short life that I now see them and I think if they're resilient, how can I not be? And they have taught me that. They have taught me that I have to keep pushing forward and that even if the change is difficult and it's uncomfortable in the long run, it's for the best. And I can see that with Angel and I can see that with Kalel and they inspire me to be better each day. It has taken me a while to come to terms with all this. It has taken me a while to realize 
who am I and what am I meant to be doing right now? And when I had my mental breakdown the other day about my whole situation, my partner said to me, you know, Dan said, you have to do what you're capable of doing now and what you can manage and control now, which is getting my course done, continuing with my podcast, keep working on my charity, keep helping people, keep being a good steering member for the Liverpool parents and carers, helping as much as I can, not feeling guilty if I cannot help because I'm only human and I only have a certain amount of time. But it's involving myself with what's close and dearest to my heart. And this is close and dearest to my heart. This is my drive. And the reason why I want to go into human resources is because I want to be able to help companies to realize there are many, many people out there that are on the spectrum that have amazing talent and that they deserve a position in a company, that they deserve to have the opportunity to shine and to show what they're capable of doing. The main reason why I became an advocate for all this and my drive to change something. It is because of the life expectancy of an autistic adult. And in my opinion, it's too low. And you can log in into NHS website, you can do some research yourself, and you will see that it states that it's about 54 years old. And that is because people don't have fulfilling lives. They, they, they're not happy. And a lot of mental health then comes into play. And I think that the only way that we can tackle this down is by changing the mindset and what other people think about autism and autistic adults and giving the opportunity for our autistic children now to have the resources and the services that they need and that they deserve in order that they can become well-functioned working people so then they can have a fulfilling life. So then we can place them into amazing roles and show everyone that because you're autistic, it doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing something. Or because you are ADHD, doesn't mean that you're not gonna be able to sit in an office for an office meeting. We have to break down those barriers. We have to make sure that we raise enough awareness so everyone knows the capabilities and the abilities of all the non-neurotypicals. So, who am I? I am Natalia. I am 32 years old. I am a mom of two amazing boys. I am an autism mom. I am an autism advocate. I am an autism passionate human being raising awareness. I will become a human resources manager and that's me. That's who I am. So thank you very much everyone for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at minds.link. You can also follow me on Facebook at mindslink and you can contact me on my email which is mindslink.liverpool at gmail.com. Please send me your feedbacks. Log on onto my Instagram. I'm always posting things about me and the children funny things as well. If you haven't, please go. You will see posts about Kalel painting my floor with wall painting because I was redoing his bedroom. You will see our struggles with his sleep. 
you will see our fights with the EHCPs, you will see angels smiles and singing Christmas songs in the middle of September. Just make sure that you follow us because everything that I put out there, there's a lot of information, but it's also I, it's a window to what our life is every day at home. And if you're struggling to realize who you are or what are you meant to be doing or if you're feeling down because you feel that you're just mom or dad take a step back and actually think about it and look at the bigger picture don't just look at what's going on right now and maybe taking a step back it will allow you to see what else can you be doing for yourself but that at the same time will be beneficial for you and your children. There are many parents out there that have changed career paths because they have become so passionate about sensory processing and they have become occupational therapists or assistants to occupational therapists or speech and language therapists or anything that it has to be involving children, autism, social workers, teacher assistants. So there is a wide range of things that you can be doing out there that might be of interest or you can choose to do something completely different and that is also fine. The fact that you might choose a complete different career path that has nothing to do with your child's needs, it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad parent. It actually makes you a great one because you're showing your child that you are following your dreams even though all the little things that are going on in life again everyone i hope you have enjoyed this episode i hope that a little bit of my life will resonate with yours or will inspire you to do something about your own problems and your own difficulties that you're facing i hope that you can also see that you're not the only one going through this and that it has been hard for everyone and that sometimes we struggle to realize who we are besides that label of mom, dad, grandparents, or carers. So thank you very much. I will see you guys soon again. Please follow me on my platforms because you're going to have a deep insight into our lives and I'll be able to share more information with everyone. Have a lovely week. Stay safe. Please look after your loved ones and be kind. Thank you.